Welcome to the Next Discipleship Podcast, a resource from Freedom in Christ Church. Our vision is to impact the world for Christ with how he's transforming us every day. On this podcast, we're taking next steps and learning how to be followers of Jesus. We're glad you're here. This is what's next. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the very first episode of our next discipleship podcast. My name is Tracy and I'm the lead pastor of Freedom in Christ Church. And next discipleship is something that we have created as just a place for resources. We believe that our discipleship journey um, is about what's next. It's it's not just staying where you are, but always taking that next step, always going a little deeper, uh, always inviting the Holy Spirit to do a new work in our lives. And so Next Discipleship is all about that. There are courses, uh, there's all kinds of resources, and we're just going to be adding to those things as often as we possibly can. And so this podcast is uh, the beginning of something new for Next Discipleship. Of course, everything is available on our website, freedomkw.com slash next. That's where you can download the course. That's where you can uh, link to the show notes for this podcast. You can follow along. You can find what else we are working on, what else we're providing for you to do in your discipleship journey. Uh, we want to also invite you to join uh, a community that is talking about this course, that's also going through this course. And you can find that on our Facebook page under groups. The Facebook group is called uh, Next Discipleship, Everything You Need. And so jump on over there, join in the conversation, ask your questions, uh, share your insights. We'd love to have you there. The cool thing about this course is that we have Pastor Dal Wells here with us, and he's the author of the course and is going to lead us through it. Uh, he's been teaching it already this past semester at our church, and here on the podcast, he's actually going to take one lesson at a time and unpack it with us and be able to teach it in a way that you can access it when you're driving to work or taking a walk or doing your dishes or whatever. And so we hope that this will be a, a great resource for you. We're really excited about it. Thank you, Pastor Dell, for being here. We're really glad. Good to be here. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, it should be fun. Okay, so to start off, uh, we're going to jump right in. Why this course? Of all the things you could have done, this was one of the first courses that you've written for a while. We have some other resources of yours on our website, the first four courses, the core courses of life transformation on our website. Uh, we've had those for a while, but after you retired, this was the one of the first courses that you wrote was everything you need. So why this course? Like why, why everything you need? That's a great question. And it's because everything I believe focuses on this one thing of knowing God. And so the focus of this whole course is building a relationship with God through Jesus Christ so that we can know God intimately, passionately, 
and out of that relationship, understand our lives better. That we have, in fact, everything that we need provided to us already. And it grows in us and through us out of our relationship by knowing God. Hmm. So that's a, that's a big concept. That everything big concept. we need. Mm-hmm. We feel very needy in our culture. We're always looking for what's next. What, what else can we accumulate? And what you're saying is not any of those things. <laughs> that's right. And, and really, it's about quality of life. Right. I'm interested in people experiencing the best quality of life that God makes available to us. All right. So you start this course with, at first glance, a a complicated diagram uh, that has God and us kind of in the center of it, God at the top and us kind of in the center. And there's this whole, this whole diagram that sort of sets up the concept of this course. Can you, uh, we know, obviously we're going to link to it in the show notes so people can grab it. You can obviously download it as part of the course content, but can you walk us through what it is that you are trying to picture in this diagram that helps us set up our understanding for the rest of this course? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a really big thing when you think about God, just, Think about God, who he is. And then you look at our own lives and to try to get that into perspective. And so this was my attempt at visualizing the immensity of what's going on uh, with God, who he is, and with us, who we are, and how we can actually have a relationship with God. So I took, actually, this passage of Scripture from 2 Peter 1, verses 3 through 11. And this diagram has all of these things on it. And that's how I uh, put it down there. So if you look at it at the very top, it's God. God's always at the top of everything. And then underneath God are three of the attributes that we're going to be looking at, power, glory, goodness. Uh, And we'll be studying that in chapter 1. And so then in chapter 2, we talk about the knowledge of God. And that is the next part of it. And the knowledge of God comes out of our relationship with Christ, being in Christ, so that we believe in Christ and are positioned in Christ. That's chapter 2. Then chapter 3 is on the other side of this. And, of course, we're here. uh, We're the you, and we're seeing how we relate to God in all this, that God has given us everything we need for life, godliness, and calling. And that's chapter 3. And then chapter 4 deals with the promises. The promises that flow out of that gifting from God for us. That's chapter 4. We'll be looking at that. And then it keeps flowing down that we participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption of the world by following after God, by knowing him, by uh, listening to his promises and activating him. And then it goes down to chapter 5 is the spiritual qualities uh, to develop. In our lives, eight essentials in chapter five. And then chapter six, I spend uh, time talking about how that's possible through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And then chapter seven, the last chapter, has to do with the increasing benefits from our growing knowledge uh, with God. Confidence, confidence, assurance, security, and inheritance. So I look at this, that when you look at this, you can continue to go back to this diagram as you work your way through the course and say, oh, okay, that's where this fits. Yeah. It's so much when you, I mean, this whole course, uh, as we read in the beginning, as you heard in the beginning, is based on Second Peter 1, 
three to 11. We're going to do verses one and two too, but Mm -hmm. uh, three to 11. And when you read that, even as you hear it, just read as one passage, there's so much. That's right. Like every sentence is multifaceted in itself. And so uh, you're talking about chapters in the course, but that's what our, our episodes are also going to be as we go along here, right. which is good because we need to unpack that. There's, there's just, there's so much. There's just so much to it. So if I'm thinking about this, if I'm taking a peek now at this uh, diagram that you were just describing and you think, how on earth can I figure out how I fit in this diagram. How on earth can I look at this and think, which part of this do I need to understand better? Which part am I not seeing or or visualizing or or acting in or whatever? Like how how is it that I can actually uh, figure out where I fit on this diagram? Can you help us with that a little bit? Well, you have to come to terms with the fact that you are and God is. So you look at it and it just points out to the reality you already exist, and God already exists. Right. So now what you have to do is you take yourself and you put yourself into this passage of Scripture. So when God is being referenced, uh, think about that. Think about the things that it's saying about God. And so, okay, that's amazing. And you grow in your knowledge of who God is, and you'll find more about that as we progress. But also you, you have a big part to play in this. And that's how you put yourself in this. You, you participate, you uh, make the effort, you give yourself fully uh, to this relationship building with God. And so it's not, it doesn't, it's not actually as complicated as it sounds or it looks like. It's like getting to know someone and spending the time with them. So if you're prepared to do that, if you're prepared to take the time to get, really get to know God, you will. And so that's how you put yourself into this process. Um, you can't just kind of look at it and assume that all of this is going to work by itself because this is participation required on your part. Right. So God has already done a lot of stuff. We will come to understand that. But he's also prepared to do more. So, I mean, for some, it might be easier to uh, grab a hold of that than others, but I, I saw in the leading it through with our group recently uh, in teaching this course how the lights started to come on right. after week one, two, three, four. People coming up with discoveries, going, "Oh wow, now I see how that." One guy told me the very beginning, "I this I don't have any idea what this diagram's about." And about halfway through the thing, he said, this makes perfect sense. This helps so much. (laughs) Right, exactly. Well, that's great to have. Well, there's just just so many facets to it. Right. Yeah, and you don't want to lose anything. Like, you don't want to lose that piece about participating in the divine nature because you're focused on the eight essentials. Like, all of it is important. That's right. To to see it as a bigger picture. That's right. To keep it all in perspective. Right. So in the course, you talk about uh, secondary concerns, you call them. Uh, Walk us through that concept of secondary concerns and uh, what you meant by that. Okay, so I'm always referring to the main issue as knowing God. This is what our, our first concern should be about with everything as a follower of Christ, knowing God and becoming like him. And it's very easy to get sidetracked by anything else. And the anything else is what I refer to as secondary concerns, real concerns, everyday life things, hard things, fun things, normal things, challenging things. It doesn't matter. Uh, 
I've listed some of them in the, in the course material here about relational difficulties, family matters, vocational choices, health challenges, financial stresses, uh, just a lot of things. You could, you could add your own uh, things to the list there. My point is that any of these things can become the focus of our attention. Right. That they become the thing that we focus on most and cause us to lose sight of what our priorities should be, which is the main issue. The main issue is knowing God and becoming like him because it's out of that that we're able to deal with all of these other issues. Right. Rather than the other way around, which is a very common approach. A very common approach is to get caught up in dealing with trying to fix these secondary issues, but not including God in them. Uh, and not just not including God, but not making him the priority in that situation. What would be the way I could think about my life and, and understand my life knowing God first, regardless of what trivial or not trivial? Maybe it's a big health concern. Maybe there's an issue with your child, whatever it is. How do I, uh, how do I not just add God, try to add God to the mix or just, you know, add God to the, please God fix this problem for me or whatever. Uh, what's the opposite? I think you're saying there's an opposite approach. So that's the driving force behind this whole course. Right. And that is, it is a God first approach. And so, no, I would never suggest anything is trivial, you know, because for some people, certain things are, uh, you know, a big deal to them where others wouldn't treat them that way. So I, I won't, you know, try to try to quantify or qualify what, you know, makes up, you know, this, the sense of your issue that you're in. My point is, however, that in every one of those things, it should be God first. So your car breaks down. Your first approach should be, God, help me. God, I, I recognize that you are already aware of this. Help me to deal with this as you would have me deal with it. Mm -hmm. It's that God first approach. It's, it's having God look at, rather than scrambling around, getting all caught up, and now do I do, what do I do, and which is very normal thing to do. The problem is that that can consume you then uh, from your car breaking down. I think one of the big ones today that I have seen over the last number of decades, uh, a secondary issue, um, is the whole idea of self-esteem people focusing in on, on their own lives first before they do anything else. And that's the kind of the take care of me first uh, mantra that you hear so often. I've got to, I've got to have me time. I've got, to, I've got to look after me before I can be of any help to any. Well, you know, there, there is some truth in that because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't help other people. Mm -hmm. But if that becomes your focus... If, if that's what your driving force is every moment or a lot of the time that you spend, you're never going to get to where you can get if you uh, allow God to change your life and that he becomes the focus of your life. So, you know, my identity, if I have a, a self-focus first, is always kind of wrapped up in my own capabilities and what I'm able to accomplish. I can develop this better or, or just maybe improve in this area, but we never get there. Right. And I've seen that over and over and over and over again. And it's a frustrating way to live because it's a never-ending cycle. And so a secondary issue, which is very important because we do have a way to find out what our true identity is and to have value for our lives, but it doesn't come with, first of all, and only focusing on ourselves. Right. And so it's the God first approach. God, who are you? How do you see me? It's a whole way of living, a different way of living. Yeah. It's a whole other filter through which every other 
circumstance, whether it's, you know, something happening on the calendar that happened unexpectedly today or a big crisis, a health crisis, a financial crisis, mm-hmm. something uh, in your family, whatever it is, it's a totally different filter through which everything goes. Everything. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So talk about then just to make sure that we really drive this point home, how a God first approach would change the dynamics of any or all of the examples that we were sort of floating around here. Cause like you said, some, what's trivial to me might not be trivial to you and, and so on and so forth. What's earth shattering to me might be different to the next person, but that God first approach, what does a, a person whose life has that going on? What, what's the difference between that and someone who doesn't, where do you, how do you see it? Well, the difference that I see is a sense of confidence in that person's life, knowing that God has already given you everything that you need to deal with the situation you're in, as opposed to wondering or worrying. uh, You know, that's where a lot of people live. And so uh, you embrace what God has given to you. And you develop, and we're going to talk about this uh, later on in the course, but confidence and confidence in Christ and assurance and peace and all those things come from that perspective that God has you covered. Hmm. Right. And so that's, that's the whole point behind it, that God first approach. Uh, that's why it makes the difference in any situation. So as we've said, this Second Peter 1 passage is just packed with there's just so much in it. And so um, take us through a little bit more of what we're going to be doing, uh, what, what kind of teaching we're going to find here, and, and what, how it's going to help us. Well, I discovered this passage actually over 30 years ago, 30, 35 years ago, while I was completing a college course on the letters of Peter. And as I got into this, it was amazing. It transformed my life when I got a hold of what it was actually teaching or what it was saying, and I embraced it and taught it, and it's been foundational to my daily life and to my, actually, my philosophy of ministry uh, ever since. I think I've heard you quote this scripture 8,000 times. At least. (laughs) At least. Uh, One of the churches that I pastored for 15 years, that was a mantra for us. We had the majority of the congregation could quote this Second uh, Peter 1 and verse 3, at least, and then other verses in that passage. And I would refer to that uh, many, many times. And if you're unfamiliar with it, uh, you're going to be presented in this course with a, a clear overview of how to make the most out of your Christian life. You know, you're only talking about verses 3 through 11 of Second Peter 1. So it's in terms of number of words, uh, they aren't, it's not a lot of words. But as you've already pointed out here, uh, there's so much in it. Yeah, there is. And so if you actually take the time and work your way through it, they will become, these principles will become foundational for building your life and your faith in God and for maintaining context at a very facet of your life. Everything you deal with, you will have context. Now, if you are familiar with this teaching already, uh, you're going to, through this course, uh, have these concepts and principles reaffirmed. And you're going to just galvanize your faith. That's what I believe. And you're going to facilitate your spiritual maturity. And as you do that, let me always remind you that you are encouraging others. There are other people that are watching you as you work your way through this. And you never do this in isolation. And so when you 
do these things, even by applying yourself, you're going to motivate, whether it's a family member or a friend or mm-hmm. a church a uh, friend, uh, somebody who's watching you even at work or from a distance, and they look at your life, they see the change. We, we are all called to be teachers. We should be teachers. We should be teaching other people uh, from very early on in our Christian walk how to, how to know and love and serve God. And so... And this is how we would define a disciple. A disciple. As someone who can disciple others. Absolutely. So even if you're only a year into your journey with Jesus, you should already be thinking, how can I share these principles with someone else? That's right. How do I influence others? How do I pass these things on that I'm learning so that they too uh, will discover it for themselves and apply them? I think that's so true because when you see it in someone else's life, um, you really can say something's different there. You know, when someone walks through something with grace, how often do you hear, oh man, they just really, they have so much peace. You can see it on the outside. And that's what you're saying is that this is like walking this out will be a testimony and a teaching for other people as well to that's say, right. there's, it's, it's not just me. This is not me just, well, I'm just was born like this. Uh, you know, I just have these qualities. It's, this is the Holy spirit working in me. I'm being transformed to be able to deal with these things in a God first way. That's right. Right. And it's even a, a more natural way than trying to learn some approach to share your faith with others or to get into uh, situations where uh, people will want to ask you questions about where you are. It'll just happen the more you live because they will look at you and they will learn from you. Sometimes they won't even ask you, uh, but they're picking up things. But then there will be times where they will want to know, how do I do this? And those opportunities you take and you teach and you lead. And you thank God for that. Right. I think one of the questions that's in the, in the course material that I think is a good question to ask for as a baseline for the beginning of this course in this introduction is this, what spiritual truths do I feel capable of teaching at this point? That's just a really good way to Mm -hmm. judge where you are in this whole thing. What do I think that I could actually teach someone else? Mm Mm-hmm. I wish that people would do that. Uh, if people would just take the time by themselves, sit down, take a blank pad of paper and start to write down, what do you know? What do you know? What could you tell somebody else? What could you teach somebody else? What are you confident of? And I think it'll be revealing. Yeah, I think it'll be very revealing. I think both positively and negatively. Mm-hmm. I think there will be those who will be surprised that they know as much as they know and they're, they're convinced of as much as they're convinced of. And I think others will be surprised by that what they're not really convinced of or what they're not really sure of, what they, what they really need to learn. And give them a place to start from. Absolutely. As opposed to kind of living in the gray zone where they're just really not, it just kind of is what it is, but just getting it down in black and white and That's saying, right. this, is, this is where I need to start from. That's right. This is where I need to take my next step from. So you can be part of a church culture. You can be part of a church family and never get real serious with this. That's very possible. Mm-hmm. You can spend your whole lifetime being uh, a member of a church even, but never really know these deep truths because you've never taken the time to do it and because nobody's challenged you on it. Nobody's asked you before. And it's sad because uh, you have the potential to really make a difference for the kingdom. 
I don't think I've thought about it before this course. Uh, but I, as I read that question, uh, what a what a telling baseline to say. What could I actually? Te- what could I even teach my own kids? Right. What could I teach them about Jesus that I already know? What What do I know about God? What do I know about His character? And and then let that list give you a starting point. I love the idea of what's next and discipleship from that point of view, because it always reminds us that we're never finished right Right. from now. And so when we meet Jesus face to face, we are never finished. And so in this introduction to this course, you talk about um, even how Peter sort of addressed this Mm -hmm. in the the, the back half of this first chapter of second Peter. So he said, uh, you know, I love the fact that Peter was convinced of the importance of reaffirming these spiritual truths. Even for people who perhaps already knew them. Absolutely. So this is what he says. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in this tent of this body, because I know that I will soon lay it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made it clear to me. And I, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Second Peter 1, verses 12 to 15. So right in this passage, um, you know, as it continues on, Peter is saying, I'm convinced of this. And uh, he is assuming that he is speaking here to legitimate Christ followers. Right, he is, yeah. He's not just uh, throwing this out and uh, he's... He's looking at these people in his, his mind as he writes these words, I'm sure. And he's saying, I'm reminding you of the stuff that you've already heard me say over and over and over again. I'm going to keep saying it. And I think it's right to keep reinforcing these truths in your life. Mm-hmm. That's so important for us. Right. So important for any of us. We, we've never get to the point where we say, oh, well, I already know that. Oh, I already know that. Uh, I know every time I do the, the initial first steps course that I wrote for new believers and I go through and I, and I take some Christ followers through to just say, Hey, I want you to prepare yourself to take new believers through this. Mm -hmm. And, and it's fascinating as I work my way through those eight short lessons, how many times I say, Oh wow. Yeah. I didn't, I, I, I never saw it that way before or, well, there's a new, new insight for me or, Never assume that the, even the most basic, fundamental uh, facts of faith uh, are some things that you don't have to go back to. Mm-hmm. Keep going back over and over and over again. That was Peter's perspective here. And as he's writing these words, that's who he's talking to. And I yeah, think we need to remember that. You're right about first steps. I think I've done first steps, you know, half a dozen times, probably in different contexts. Uh, been a part of a group where I think maybe you were leading it, uh, led it in a few groups myself every time. And I've, I've been a Christ follower my whole life. And every time I do it, I think, yeah, right. That's yeah. <laughs> Communion is so important. I knew that. I mean, I know that we do it, uh, you know, all the time, but, oh yeah, this is why, this is why we, uh, we believe in the Holy spirit. This is why we believe in this. This is what this means. This is why water baptism is important. Oh yeah. These things are, this is amazing. <laughs> this life is amazing. But I, every single time I do that. So I, I think there's, uh, I hope I do first, first steps for the rest of my life for mm-hmm. that reason. And that's what Peter is saying here. That's all he's saying. And I've told you this stuff before yep. and I'm not embarrassed to tell it to you again. Right. And I'm going to tell you again after that. And then again, 
until I'm gone. And after I'm gone, you'll, you'll have it written down. <laughs> it's going to be there for 2, you. 2,000 or so years later, exactly. people are going to be reading it again right. and again. Yeah. Okay. So the application questions for this episode, uh, this introduction to the course are this. First of all, how would you rate how well you know God? From zero, which would be not knowing him, to 10, deeply knowing. It's a little strange to numerically decide, but at the same time, why? Why would we put it on a scale of zero to 10 of how well we know God? What's the purpose there? Well, it's it's like the the big diagram at the beginning here of the course, just to give you uh, a visual. Because so many times we assume things about ourselves. And so uh, this is just for you. This is a self-evaluation. This isn't... Uh, for anybody else to decide. This is for you to say, how well do you know God? And so you think about it. Uh, the more time you spend in developing a relationship with God, the more you'll be able to describe it. And you'll say, you know what? I'm a five. I'm only, I only am halfway there. Or I'm only a three. Or I'm, I'm a barely a one. I thought I was farther along. But, and I would commend people if they would take that approach and admit, man, I'm not as mature as I thought I was. Uh, if you're down the road decades, I mean, I'm down the road decades. I would never give myself a 10 of anything. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I, I, I've never done that for myself or for anyone else. A 10 means perfection. But uh, I should be continually moving towards that. And, uh, you know, my 7 or 8 or 9. And in some things, I'm farther along than other things. Right. And I discover that, right? I, I think, you know, people sometimes shy away from these sort of metrics. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like, oh, well, what are we climbing a spiritual ladder? Mm. But that's not it. Uh, What we're looking for here is an honest assessment of where we are. And it doesn't matter how long you've been going to church. It doesn't matter. Uh, This uh, honest assessment is vital here. Having taught this uh, course recently, the the first time that I did it uh, with a group of people, uh, it was fascinating. At the very first, at the very opening night, I asked this question uh, more intensely, actually, and I asked him, what are your, what's your goal for taking this course? What do you want to be able to say at the end of taking this course about your life? What does you want to see accomplished? So, yeah, what, uh, what a telling question to ask, you know, kind of as a part B to this question, this zero to 10 assessment of yourself. But, you know, if you're listening to this episode, where do you want to be when we finish episode eight? What, what do you want to learn? And uh, what do you want to know about? What were some of the responses from the group? Oh, they were fascinating. Everyone I was impressed with, and they all explained it in their own words, and they shared it with the whole group. And uh, it was like I, I need – I realized that I've been, I've been drifting, and I, I, need, a, I need a kick start. Mm-hmm. Um, I – you know, there were others that said I want to be able to – uh, pass this on. I want to be able to teach other people. Uh, I want to have a confidence uh, to do that. I want to understand about uh, how do how do you appropriate the promises of God in your life? Uh, when I pray, how do I how do I develop a, a confidence in prayer? How do I know how to pray? You know, in a, in a sense uh, that God is listening to me and I'm and I'm praying in accordance with His will. And they said it in their own ways, but it was so good to hear from them. Those are so good. Mm-hmm. Those are so good. Mm-hmm. Just challenge. Just be challenged. Allow yourself to be challenged. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm all about what's next, so mm-hmm. I love that. Uh, okay, so that was a, like that was a long question one, but we really meant it. Yeah. We really, really yeah. meant it. How do you rate how well you know God? Okay, so the second application uh, point is this. It's if you don't know God, ask someone 
how you can establish a relationship with him. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you're part of a church family, um, talk to somebody in leadership, talk to somebody who, you know, knows God and say, what, like, what can I do next? How can I get to know him better? If you're part of our church family, talk to me. I would just love to uh, help you with that in any way that I can. You can throw that question out there on the Facebook group. Join that Facebook group, that Everything You Need Facebook group, and talk about, okay, here's where I am, and I want to go deeper. Um, help me. Help me know what an, a good next step would be. So that's the second application point. Uh, thirdly, here's the question. If you do know God, what are you prepared to do to develop a deep relationship with him? This is a, a beautiful question mm-hmm. because it's so difficult. I like that. Uh, if you do know God, so you're not a zero, one, or two maybe on the scale, what are you prepared to do? Because you know you're not a 10. So what are you prepared to do to develop that relationship with God? Like what, what are the steps you're going to take? How far are you willing to take this? Application point four is this. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you every day to learn and apply the principles of Second Peter 1, 3 to 11. There's just nothing no application point is maybe better than this. Mm. Ask the Holy Spirit every day Absolutely. to help you, to fill you so that you can learn, so that you can't do these things on your own. That's right. the point. Yep. That's why I made uh, a separate chapter for this. Even though the Holy Spirit is not specifically mentioned in this passage of scripture, uh, he's at work all over it mm-hmm. and has made it very, very real. And so I spend time with that to encourage anybody that, no, you can't do this on your own. It's impossible for you to to do what's required here, to mature to this level uh, in your relationship with God through Christ. But you don't have to. The Holy Spirit has made himself available to you, but you have to invite him constantly Mm -hmm. to come into your life. And he will. He will help you. Yeah. And I don't know that you can ask some of these questions like how well do you know God and um, what are you prepared to do? And some of the other questions we've been asking in this episode, I'm not sure you can really get the right and real and honest answer unless you invite the Holy Spirit to show you, you know, you're going to do your best. Maybe you're going to try to be as honest as you can, but in, in reality, without the help of the Holy Spirit, we don't know what we don't know. Right. So this is incredibly vital. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you every day so you can learn and apply these principles. There, there's no, no way that you can over, uh, value the importance <laughs> of the Holy Spirit being actively involved in your life and inviting him to do so. Mm-hmm. That's a great segue into another application point, which is mm-hmm. to memorize second mm-hmm. Peter one, three. So okay. don't look at your notes. I'll, I'll keep them honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you, can you tell us what second Peter one, three says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. I promise. He was looking me right in the eye the whole time he said it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so memorize that verse, just the one verse. I mean, it's a loaded verse. Mm-hmm. It's packed. Um, but that is an application point. We've got to get that into our hearts by memorizing it. So there's something that you can do. And then one more application point would be to read Second Peter 1, 2, and 3. This is a very short book of the Bible, a very short letter from uh, Peter. And you can just read it so that you have an idea of the context of the scriptures that we are going to be studying at the beginning of this book. Um, but just read them all the way through so you get a real good picture of what's going on here. So is there anything specific we should notice while we're doing that? Well, I think if you just very quickly you want to go through uh, and read it, um, 
a Bible app will give you some background information or uh, if you want to go to a commentary or go online and check it out, uh, which I encourage our group to do and a number of the people did. So when you read that and just, I don't, don't rush through it, but read through it and just step back. And I've encouraged, uh, again, the group that we just went through with, make this, write down your discoveries as you go through. Uh, have, a, have a notebook set aside and begin to write down things that as you're going through this course, write down those discoveries, things that are coming to your mind, even things that come out of just reading the, the letter of Peter. It'll give you context. Mm-hmm. It, it wouldn't take you long. No. It won't take you long. And also, uh, one of the things I like to do, especially when I'm looking for context, if you find your mind busy and distracted, often if I'm going for a walk or if I'm folding my laundry or doing something, doing my dishes, I will go on my version app mm-hmm. and just push play. Mm-hmm. The NIV, many of the versions have uh, the audio recording. And you can literally just listen to it like a letter being read out loud. Right. And it's so helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so helpful. You can go back through it after and look at different sections again. But what a great way to just go through it. And it won't even take that long, but it gives you the whole picture. All right. That's it for our first episode, that introduction to this course. In our next episode, uh, we're going to focus on verse three, which is the first chapter of this everything you need course. We're going to talk about God's power, his glory and his goodness. And why are we going to do that? Because there is a lot more to be gained by focusing on him and his abilities than on ourselves, whether that's in our inadequacies or our strengths. And so we're going to do that together. I'm so looking forward to unpacking verse three in episode two with you. Don't hesitate to connect with us on all of our socials at Freedom Church KW uh, and get into the community about people who are talking about this course by joining the Facebook group, Next Discipleship, Everything You Need. It's so easy to find on our Facebook page. Our mission is to equip people to live Christ-centered lives through daily transformation. We hope this episode has done just that. It's a huge honor to be a part of what's next for you. Thanks for listening.